Welcome to Unconventional Success, where we are rewriting the rules for female solopreneurs. I'm your host, Tiffany Dawson, a business and mindset coach. I help women who value freedom to earn the income they need to facilitate the lifestyle they want. I'll share interviews with successful female founders and my own tips on how to build a bulletproof mindset, make your own rules for your reality, and think strategically about your business so you can earn free-flowing revenue while spending quality time with your family. Remember, you can do life and business in a totally unconventional way and be wildly successful at the same time. The only person you need permission from is you. Hello, I hope you're well. Thanks for joining me for another episode. It's always nice to sit down and do these solo episodes with you. Now, today I want to talk to you about a topic that is near and dear to my heart and it's all got to do with making difficult things easier without any special tools, without any silly little like life hacks or anything like that. It's really simple. But before I dive into that, I wanted to let you know about my blissful week away with my family. I went away to Turkey to an all-inclusive holiday. So if you've never been to an all-inclusive before, highly recommend, especially if you've got kids. Uh, It's literally like they fly you there, they include a transfer uh, to the hotel, and then everything is included in the hotel experience. So all food, all drinks, Um, you can pay for some extra bits, but yeah, everything's right there. Like you don't have to organize anything. And I think for me now as a mum who is always trying to simplify all the decisions I have to make and really reduce all the things I need to do, it's just so nice to get away to a place where you don't even have to think about where to eat or what you're going to eat. Like (laughs) it's just right there. And I know a past version of myself would be like, that is such lazy traveling. You're not even experiencing the culture. And I know that, you know, I, I get that. And I kind of think, oh, it would be really nice to also go out there and experience the culture. But I think you need to think about what your purpose of going on holiday is and if that is to experience culture. And all-inclusive is probably not not for you. But for me and uh, my husband, it was really about spending quality time together, having that mental rest, being in the sunshine, in the warmth, and yeah, just spending amazing time with our son. So yeah, it's been so nice. And every time we've been on holiday with Harry, it's so amazing after the week, how much he comes out of his shell. Like, honestly, by the end of the week, he was probably having like little gibberish conversations with us. Beforehand, he was saying a word here and there and pointing at things and we could kind of figure out what he meant. But um, now he's kind of like, talking in sentences. I say that in a very loose term, like he is saying gibberish, but if you didn't listen carefully and if it, if it was muffled, you would think that he's having a full on conversation with us and he'll throw in little words here and there. And the big thing in the last couple of months is he's been stringing two words together. So he'll say mummy's shoes or um, bye bye daddy. So yeah, it's really cute and so 
valuable to have that time to spend with him. Anyway, during that time away, I finished my launch for the one month intensive. And I think something that I learned is, uh, don't go on holiday while you're trying to launch a new offer. (laughs) I mean, I, I managed to get everything I needed to before going on holiday, but it was really a huge stretch and I didn't plan for it to be this way. We kind of unexpectedly went on holiday because we were supposed to go on holiday to Egypt in May, but there was something going on with the resort at that time. So they emailed us saying, can you choose a different holiday? It doesn't matter if it's a different date. So we moved it and we went to Turkey instead and it was great, but it did mean that I had some unexpected rush jobs to do in business. So yeah, that was lesson number one of launch. And maybe I'll do a whole other episode about my lessons in launching one month intensives with you shortly. Let me know if that's of interest to you or, you know, if you're launching something at the moment or you want to in future, but you want to be able to learn from the things that went well or didn't go so well for me, let me know. Send me a DM Uh, over on Instagram at Tiffany Dawson underscore and tell me what it is about launching that you would like to know. I would love to be able to answer those in a podcast episode for you. Anyway, during that week, uh, aside from trying to launch something while away, (laughs) it also really gave me that mental space to relax. Being in a different environment helped my brain to think differently and maybe more creatively and it's really given me some amazing new ideas and big picture strategic thinking ideas for my next offer which I am not going to reveal to you just yet but I'm really excited to build it for you so you'll see some things over on my Instagram and LinkedIn page um and on this podcast probably about my next offer that is coming out shortly So keep your eyes peeled, but let's get on to today's topic. So before I dive in, I want to kind of like backtrack. So over the past six months in particular, I have for some reason or other have been pulled to really dive deep into my uh, things that I'm resisting in life and business. I think I grew up, like most people, trying to push away the negative thoughts. So most of us were probably brought up in a way to think, okay, if something bad is happening, don't worry, everything's okay, don't think about it, everything will be okay tomorrow. So, you know, we've been taught from a really young age to push away our negative feelings rather than diving really deep. And that makes sense, right? You know, like when you're bringing up a child, you don't want them to feel hurt or pain. You kind of want them to be happy. So you're encouraging them to see the good things or to ignore the bad things. But how does that affect us when we become adults? You know, have you ever thought about that? And if you are a serial um negative emotion pusher away. <laughs> That's definitely me. Like most of my friends will say to me, you're so positive and optimistic all the time. Like I wish I was like you. 
And secretly I've been thinking, you're so good at processing your negative feelings. I wish I was like you. <laughs> so it's really interesting how we all have our different strengths, but also different weaknesses. So if you're like me, you know, you seem like a really positive, optimistic person and maybe generally you are, but on the flip side, maybe you're pretty bad at dealing with your negative emotions or even seeing them. That was the case for me. And I kind of noticed that and I wanted to be able to process them in a positive way, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. So for example, in business, if I was trying to sell a coaching space and I had said, okay, I'm going to open up two coaching spaces to start in a particular month. And I only sold one of those spaces. Of course, I would feel a bit disappointed that I didn't sell both spaces as you do. But then I'd be like, oh, but you know, don't worry about that. At least I sold one. I'll be able to learn from this. Um, I, uh, I've did everything that I could. And then I kind of push it away instead of levy, letting myself just for a second feel sad or feel disappointed. And it's really difficult, isn't it? Because it's like, we don't want to feel disappointed. The thing that really turned it around for me that started working was to think of emotions as signals. So a positive emotion is a signal for you to continue doing that thing as much as possible so you can feel happy again and again. And negative emotion means that it's a signal that, okay, that particular event, you don't really want that to happen again. So how can you use that experience and learn from it. So that was the real game changer for me. But going even further than that, I wanted to really skyrocket my business. And I knew that there were certain tasks in business that I would resist at different times. So if there were things that were difficult outside of business, I knew that I was feeling down and I wouldn't want to show up on camera as much on Instagram. I also started getting real with myself with what I was procrastinating on. I think I used to procrastinate and then at the end of the day, I would just think, oh, you weren't disciplined enough to do the things that were difficult today, uh, tut tut. <laughs> and then I just feel bad about myself and I wouldn't look at it any further. What I have now learned to do is if I hadn't done the things that I wanted to, look further, look under the surface. It's not just because I wasn't disciplined enough or I didn't have motivation or I was being lazy. There's something else. So dig deeper under the surface and figure out what it is. And I found a really common trait with every single resistance that I had in business. And this was the game changer for me. Are you ready? Difficult tasks become easy when your intention is right. Let me say that again. Difficult tasks become easy when your intention is right. So what I mean by this is anytime you have resistance to doing something, it's because your intention is the, in the wrong place. Your heart is in the wrong place. I can probably paint a better picture by sharing some examples that are real life for me. So one of them was just last month, for some reason, 
I kept getting spots on my face. <laughs> so I just, I use, I'm very lucky. I don't usually get a lot of pimples, but I just kept getting spots on my face. I think it was because I was eating loads of sugar. I don't know why. Maybe it got, it's just started as a habit after Easter. I don't know what was going on, but anyway, doesn't really matter. But because I had these spots on my face, I didn't really want to show up on camera. The old me would have been like, oh, you didn't do your Instagram reel today. Why are you so bad at this? Why are you being lazy? You should have done this. And I would have really given myself a hard time for it, but then not really done anything about it because I would be pushing it away. So this time I delved in a bit deeper. I allowed myself to kind of feel disappointed, but then ask myself what that disappointment was telling me. And what I realized was my mindless intention that I had set was, okay, it's embarrassing to look like this on camera. So don't film anything for Instagram while you've got that huge spot on your face. Right. And once I admitted that to myself, I was then able to turn that intention around and be like, hang on a second. That's such a superficial reason to not share the valuable message that you've got. Right. If you are not showing up on Instagram to share the message that's going to help someone today or has the potential to really bring someone out of their deep, dark hole in business today, and you've stopped saying it just because of how you look on camera, that is a huge shame. So being able to admit to myself what my mindless intention was, was kind of gave me the ability to think, okay, what is a more mindful intention that I can bring? And then once I had that intention, it was easy for me to do it. Yeah, it's not ideal to show up on camera and show the world that I've got a spot on my face, but it's kind of worth it, right? <laughs> if it is risking me sharing that I've got a spot on my face, which is a human thing, uh, amongst all the perfect looking people on Instagram so that I can share something valuable, something that might actually change someone's life today, then that is totally worth it. A couple of other things that I noticed within myself uh, that I was resisting that I never would have noticed beforehand, which was there are certain periods of time when I feel like it's really difficult to write social media captions. I no longer feel this because I figured out what my mindless intention was and spun that around. So when I've had uh, real trouble writing my social media captions for Instagram, for example, or LinkedIn, the mindless intention that I had was, what if I say something that people disagree with? Other intentions I may have had at different times would be, what if I'm being, um, I'm kind of pushing too hard on the thing I'm trying to sell at the moment? Or what if the wording that I'm using sounds really clumsy and not professional enough? Okay, so that was my mindless intention. And that all had to do with the risk to myself. What will people think if I write this and that? 
Whereas I've now been able to dig further instead of pushing that resistance away, I've dug further and felt, okay, what's a more mindful intention that I can put into this? And that is, hey, I'm simply going to say what my audience needs to hear today, right? So I'm putting the intention back into the right place and then it becomes easy. It doesn't matter what people think of me. It doesn't matter what people perceive of my writing. I'm just simply going to do my best and hope that I'm going to help someone today. Another example that I've helped a recent client with is that she was really afraid of talking about her service offers. So she's got a a bunch of services that she sells within her business, but she kind of was afraid to talk about them. She was really good at giving advice and giving, you know, uh, hacks and, and things that people can do to improve their lives. But when it came to posts about uh, her actual service offers, so what she had to sell, she couldn't do it. Like she'd just freeze up and she would rather ignore that part of having to do sales and just give people advice. So that's lovely (laughs) that she wants to help people out to give people advice, but there's only so much help that you can give, right? Until someone pays for your services or really delves in deeper with you, you can only scratch the surface. You can only give so much value. So we figured out that her mindless intention was actually that she didn't want people to think she was desperate or salesy when she was talking about her services. She felt like every time she mentioned the things she she had available to buy, she was selling in a sleazy way and she didn't want her friends and family and her audience to think that she was desperate for the sale. So we kind of delved into that and to why that is. I won't go into too much detail about that right here. That's a whole other episode in itself. But her mindful intention was that, okay, she can actually provide her best help only when her audience knew what she had to offer, right? She can provide better help if someone purchased her services And if no one knows about her services, she can't actually help them that much. Once she had turned her intention around from, okay, I must protect how I come across, to how can I talk about my services so I can provide more value to people who need it, it was easy for her to show up. It was easy for her to talk about her service offers. So when your intention is in the right place, when your heart is in the right place, the difficult things all of a sudden become easy to do. So if in the past you have felt like you're not good enough and therefore you find these things in business difficult to do, I really encourage you to think a bit deeper, to really dig into those resistances a little bit more than you have done in the past and figure out what is the mindless intention that you have set there and how can you turn it around? So a good way to think about this is, is there something in business that you consistently procrastinate on? even though you know those are the money-making tasks. So it might be something as simple as 
having discussions with your accountant in a timely manner. (laughs) It might be sending invoices. It might be having conversations with people in the DMs about your services. What is it that you procrastinate on? What is it that you resist, even though you know it's good for your business and good for your audience? So once you've identified that, figure out what your mindless intention is behind it. And then what is a more mindful intention that you can replace it with? Now, my favorite thing to do is to try and uncover things that people are resisting and uncover how to move past them. So if you have done this activity just now, so these questions, but you're still finding it difficult to flip your intentions or you're still resisting the things that you know you need to do, come and find me over on Instagram and send me a DM at Tiffany Dawson underscore. So tell me what it is you think you're resisting and why and what you're having trouble with and we can go from there. I will help you figure out exactly what you need to focus on next to overcome this resistance. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next week, I have got a brand new interview for you that I'm really excited to share. So I look forward to speaking with you then. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you could help me spread the word that this podcast is here to help other female solopreneurs just like you. Please give this podcast show a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe if you'd like to see when future episodes come out. If you have any questions about the topic spoken about today, I'm always happy to answer your questions. Come and find me over on Instagram at Tiffany Dawson underscore and shoot me a DM. I'd love to help. Until next time, take care.